You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Welcome to The Devoted Podcast. So glad you guys are here today. We have another really fun one today because we get to have some of my friends in not the closet, guys. We're up at the ranch house, which is beautiful, and we get a great place to record. So first, I want you guys to say hello to Becca Frost. Hello. Hello. And Brooke Metter. What's up, everybody? Yeah. So we, if you guys might remember, back all the way back, episode 53, we did a friendship episode. And I have to tell you, it was just kind of fun for us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we were having a blast. It turned out to be one, uh, I think it bounces around between in the top five of most downloaded episodes. So apparently you guys really enjoyed that as well. So we decided as we were praying through what the this particular season would look like, that we might do a little different take and do a little Friendship 2.0. So for those of you guys who maybe didn't hear that episode 53 on Friendship, highly recommend you go back and check that out because these ladies really shared some great stuff. We really got into the word. I listened to it back yesterday and man, I was really blessed by it. So do that first if you've not done that, but maybe you guys are new to the podcast and you don't know the amazing Becca Frost and the amazing Brooke Matter. So will you guys tell us who you are and uh, what you do and why you choose to hang out with me here? (laughs) I am Becca and I have been married to David for over 15 years now. And we have a sweet little girl, Christy, who's 11. And I'm just thankful I've been able to know both of these gals for 20 plus years now. And so we've kind of been able to do a lot of life together and know those different things, but I get to help with the women's ministry and kind of just be alongside of AIM yeah. through all of it. I totally fall apart if she's not here. Just FYI. <laughs> we all would, let's the, be honest. That's, that's really true. That's really, really true. Okay, Brooke. Yeah, I'm Brooke. I represent the single gals and proud of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I work at Athey Creek, our church, and I'm one of our directors here. So I get to help direct our communications team and our production team. And that is just so much fun. And I also get to work with Amy and Becca on various projects. And also, um, I'm one of our worship leaders, so I get to lead worship just for our services and everything, but also for a lot of women's ministry events. And that's always such a blast. So I'm happy to be here. Mm. I love these gals so much. Both Mm. of them have seen me through a lot of things personally. So I definitely count it a privilege Mm. to be chatting with y'all today. It is so fun. It, uh, when you're saying all that, Brooke, there's so many hats that you wear, my dear. Mm-hmm. Right back at you. Both oh, of you. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't sing like you. So I'm just saying. No, yeah. I'm just saying. So definitely, you gotta. if you haven't heard uh, Brooke sing, you're missing out. So, okay. I was also thinking when you said 20 years, we've all known each other. When, the first time I met Brooke, I, I think she was four. <laughs> so, but this is what's so fun is, yes, it was, you would see, think like, oh, there's just this giant generational gap. Not really. No. I mean, it's just amazing as you get to grow up with people, and I do mean myself included, mm-hmm. and Brooke, obviously, she yeah. was super little when <laughs> quite she came. Literally. Quite, quite, quite literally. Mm-hmm. But we really do all grow up together. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think in some ways that kind of plays into even what we're talking about in how friendships grow. Man, there's seasons, right? There yes. is seasons where there's certain friends that you're like glue together and you have similar interests and there's things like that. And then there's other seasons where, man, maybe they move, maybe they're in a different spot in life. And sometimes those things fade. Sometimes you you scratch your head and like, wait, what happened to that? Or where where have we we gone? There's a lot of things with friendship that it does kind of grow. And those growing pains sometimes hurt, I think, too. When we talk about friendship, you know, the last time we talked about a lot of things overarching 
things on why we need to be in fellowship, why we need to really have some people that we can be in the trenches with. So important. But we also know that there are times that friendships are difficult and maybe we've been hurt and maybe there's been trust that's been broken and things like that. So this episode might have a little bit of a heavier feel in that I kind of want to talk about some of the things that are just a little bit harder. We'd all like to just check that box of like the amazing friends that everything just goes smoothly and swimmingly all the time. But it doesn't always happen, right? Mm -hmm. So gals, give me your thoughts on... On, on just kind of how friendships even grow and change even over our seasons of mm-hmm. life. I think one of the things it's just you when you take a little step back and you remember we are all in our flesh, you know, mm-hmm. and there's times that sometimes our flesh shows a little bit more in certain things and just personality. You know, there's just so many different things, how people deal with situations and different stuff. So sometimes those things can maybe bring friendships closer and sometimes it can cause a wedge and it takes it takes effort right mm-hmm. to pour into that and sometimes maybe you just don't have the bandwidth to pour into it mm-hmm. and so you lose a friendship over mm-hmm. it and it can get kind of sticky and mm-hmm. different stuff yeah yeah different seasons i think just cause different changes in friendships and i think it's important to keep in mind that the Bible doesn't tell us that we have to be best friends with everybody at all times. Yeah. Not BFFs forever. It does forever. say we have to be loving. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's James that talks about showing preference to the wealthy and the well-to-do right, and how that's right, not right. cool. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep that in mind too. Like, am I only hanging out with the cool people? Because that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. So there are things that we need to keep in mind as far mm-hmm. as that goes. But I do think there's something to be said for not feeling pressure to be best friends with everybody at all yeah. times. And I think that there are seasons where things just kind of change. And and I think that's okay as long as it's done in a loving way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So isn't it interesting even like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like how has my personality even changed over the, I mean, even yeah. the mm-hmm. things that were maybe all my, my jam 10 years ago, sometimes I don't even remember back that far. And I'm like, well, did I still like that then? You know, mm-hmm. but we kind of change. Mm-hmm. We just personally, things that we're into, interest-wise, I'm talking very almost like on the surfacey stuff right now, but those things can change, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the thing about the, when we are talking about, especially being women that are devoted to the word, having friendships that are that, it's, that's like kind of the thing that we need to to cling to, because then that is the common ground that regardless of how different our personalities and interests and things like that will be, those are the things that we'll, we'll stick to. I have a group of friends and we share a group Marco Polo. And so we just kind of have this long conversation. But one of the things we were thinking about the a uh, couple of weeks ago was that we are all really, really different. We're, mm-hmm. I mean, we're totally different in a lot of ways. And yet we're all very close. And the reason we're close is because we love the Lord. Mm-hmm. We love the Lord. And so it's it's almost like even when that person wants to do something that's a little bit different or maybe something that they do with a completely different group of friends, you don't feel shafted by that. Mm-hmm. It's it, That's the difference. We still have the thing. We still have, we have, still have Jesus that we're like, but this mm-hmm. is the thing we're mm-hmm. all into. I'm just in thinking about Proverbs kind of, it talks about friendship and our words and words with friends and those different things so much at the different time. And it's almost the reality, like the Lord knew that we would have troubles in friendships mm-hmm. and then gave us the Proverbs to be able to know how to navigate those things. And mm-hmm. just, he knows us, he knows who we are. He knows our personalities. He knows that we're going to have conflict or, you know, just 
little bumps along the road. Mm -hmm. And just Proverbs just constantly is talking about and reminding us, you know, like it's better to go back to that friend and work it out. It's thinking about your words, how to rectify that, you know, Mm -hmm. and how the Lord is someone that he really does. He's the one that can redeem things and Mm -hmm. he's really into redemption. So when there are qualms, maybe within friendships, sometimes that redemption looks different in different ways. Sometimes it means like your friendship continues to stay strong and you build from it. And sometimes it means separation, Mm -hmm. but kind of like what Brooke was saying, it's still to be done in love and what a big thing that is with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's get a little nitty gritty and a little bit tactical here because I've had people ask this question before. I, I don't know if it came up on a devoted live or something where they were asking, we can see in scripture that that the Lord is into redemption and reconciliation, mm-hmm. right? And what what should re- reconciliation look like? You know, because like you just said, sometimes being reconciled to someone might not be person to person possible. Mm-hmm. You know, what does the reconciliation look like? One of the verses that I was thinking about was Proverbs seventeen fourteen, and it says, "The beginning of strife is like releasing water." Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit like before it mm-hmm. even gets to that point. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means you you just have to you have to buck up and actually go to that person and talk to them. That's hard, man. And it is mm-hmm. really, but it's also it's that part of laying down our own pride mm-hmm. when it comes to that, and it's really hard. But if we could take on that humble approach and kind of go from there, it can be a beautiful thing. But also knowing that like. Sometimes that's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. But I just think of the different times where maybe something has gone wrong and whether it was me that came first or a friend that came first, whoever came first and that just kind of says it, it just changes the thing. It's putting the words actually into place instead of it being hypothetical and you running scenarios through your mind of what they're thinking or what you think they're thinking and that different stuff. You can actually just get get into it. Mm -hmm. Painful or not. But sometimes that's the best way to just start right there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great place to start. And then sometimes what we find is that sometimes that reconciliation, the way we had envisioned it, might not work out. So I love in Romans, a whole bigger context here, but let me just read a little bit. Romans 12, it says, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Mm -hmm. And I'll just pause right there because... There's a couple disclaimers, if you will, you know, of of if possible Mm -hmm. and so far as it depends on you. Mm -hmm. There's times, there's relationships that the if possible and so far as it depends on you, you have done the things that you can do. But that reconciliation Mm -hmm. still does not look as what you wanted it Mm -hmm. to look like. Mm -hmm. I had that passage marked as well for this because I think Romans tells us, number one, so much really, really good stuff about righteousness and grace and all these things, but there's a lot of really good stuff about relationships with other people in Romans 2. Romans 12, yeah, is it verse 9 through the end of Romans 12 has just some good, good stuff. But one of the things I was thinking about with reconciliation is, you know, something that does depend on you is forgiveness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we are called to forgive people even if they're not asking for it. Yep. Forgiveness, though, does not mean things can go just right back the way they were. And, you know, if you're in an unsafe situation, you do not have to go back to that person, but you can work on forgiving them. You know, we've talked a lot about that in church lately. Just Mm -hmm. um, you can change your mind. Only God can change your heart. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so you got to commit that stuff to prayer. And I think that's probably the biggest step towards reconciliation is making sure your heart's in the right place and Mm -hmm. you are forgiving Mm -hmm. somebody. And, you know, that you are seeking forgiveness when applicable too. you know, really make sure your heart is 
in a spot where you can check for those things and ask the Lord for discernment and the things that you need to seek repentance over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to read two quick verses about forgiveness because I think this is so key what you're talking about here, but it's, well, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. I, I love how Paul love, and at the same time, you kind of feel the gut punch there of how Paul goes, has God in Christ forgave you? Mm-hmm. Like, don't forget that the level of forgiveness that we're mm-hmm. talking about is like an huge, all in, to- I mean, dying to yourself and physically, as we're talking about Jesus, that he died for those sins. Mm-hmm. And and so when we think about that, that should just like put a giant exclamation point on the level that our forgiveness should look like. That's convicting to me because so many times I can hear myself like, oh, I just need to forgive. I just need to forgive. And it can seem like such a word we just use almost so flippantly mm-hmm. without pausing and going, okay, that's going to cause some real dying to myself here. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you also Colossians 3, 13 says bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So mm-hmm. it's just a, reiterating that just a little bit as well. But Paul's pointing out, and this is not a secret, we're going to have complaints. We're going to have things that we're going to need forgiveness for. But seeking our own thing. Mm-hmm. It might be hard, but that is the thing that that really the Lord asks of us. Mm-hmm. And he gives us the ultimate example of what that should look like. Mm-hmm. I had Colossians. I had that Colossians 3 passage too. It's one thing to like want someone's forgiveness. And it's another thing to also want to forgive. But then when it's kind of like the Romans part in that it's as like Christ has forgiven us. When you actually look at all of the junk that Christ has forgiven you mm-hmm. for, it's that sacrificial love and realizing you have to have to put that out there. Also, Proverbs 10, 12 says, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Mm-hmm. All means all, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's those different things of realizing there's going to be times like it, it boils down to you before the Lord and where your heart is at. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times that you can try as much as you can and there might not be that reconciliation, but that doesn't mean you go, well, I'm not even going to try because they probably won't be reconciled. That You still have to face the Lord on that and going, okay, where was my heart on this issue? And did I come to him and really ask for him to help me forgive this person and to come alongside of them and kind of figure that part out? What do you think, in, and maybe if you guys can think of an example, but the covering all offenses, what does it look like you know, for us to be covering in relationships that we're in? I guess maybe I kind of think of like relationships that have maybe gone astray and are no longer friendships, thinking of how do you cover those situations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will come and ask, whatever happened? What are, you know, those different things. And it's the backing up and covering up, you know, mm-hmm. like, and just saying things are just different. Obviously not trying to change it the what it is, but just covering and like speaking in love towards that person and still just saying, you know, like the Lord and I, I've talked with the Lord about it. We're just in separate places. Mm-hmm. And even giving and holding on to that hope of there could, maybe there would be a day that the Lord would bring us back together. Yep. Gotta watch that gossip thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes back. We talked about this last time, but I think the covering thing is y- you need to be so aware. We need to be so aware when that those kinds of conversations do mm-hmm. come up that we're not venturing into the gossip mm-hmm. side of things. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us there's safety in a multitude of counselors. So if you have a situation where you need counsel on something, I have a small group of trusted, Jesus-loving people that I can seek counsel from. That's one thing. But then you start to vent or you start to mm-hmm. gossip, that's mm-hmm. in a whole other camp. And if we're covering 
a multitude of sins, we're not going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. So I know for me personally, that's something that I need to check myself on constantly Mm -hmm. just to make sure that we're never bleeding into that side of the issue. I I think that's such a good And you're right. We did talk a little bit about that last time, but I think it's really important to bring up again because Mm -hmm. we kind of err on the side of, well, I'm just being real. I'm just being authentic. I'm just sharing. I mean, this is just where I'm at. That is if that statement then gives us full course to just like go for it. Just Mm -hmm. say whatever is going to come next is fine because, well, I mean, just being honest, this is where I'm at with this person or this is how this hurt me. And so I'm just being real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple things with that. Sometimes, you know, I think of the picture of putting on Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's Romans 13, 14, and it says, and put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its Mm -hmm. lust. Do we need to read it again? I'm just saying <laughs> it's it, that is something where there are so many things that we think, well, I, I, I can't say that because that's not being real to how I'm feeling. Oh, I said the feeling word. And again, feelings aren't all bad unless they're like reining you. Then mm-hmm. we need to rein that in too. Mm-hmm. But, but this idea of putting on Jesus, yep, if it's just in our own flesh, if it's just to our own devices, we're going to fail at mm-hmm. this. And it, we're going to be miserable at not covering something because it's we're going to be doing it out of our strength. But if we can put on Christ, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, by his power, by his strength, can we cover this offense? And what should that look like? Mm-hmm. Proverbs 21, 23 says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. And then also in Proverbs 16, 28, it says, a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. And it's just, it's, it comes, it comes down to our, our words mm-hmm. and our words, it's, you know, out of the abundance, mm-hmm. <laughs> the heart speaks. Mm-hmm. And so it's realizing wh- where our heart is, is that actually going to be loving and kind to the person that we're speaking about, whether or not we're in strife with them or having problems, we still need to speak in love. Mm-hmm. So words keep coming up. Yeah. Sometimes would we be better off girl- gals if we just... Could we not speak? Just be quiet. (laughs) Just be quiet. What's that thing that we we say all the time? It's better to keep your mouth shut and have people think you're a fool than to (laughs) open it and remove all doubt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Boom. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. (laughs) Proverbs 15, 1 also says that a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And I think it's one of those things that we also, when it comes to those words, the person we're speaking to, maybe about with the situation, are is it going to stir up anger in them against mm-hmm. that person? Is it causing strife then for that person? We just want to make sure that we're always, we've talked about like that encouragement part of like wanting to encourage one another. And so are we pointing people back to Jesus? Or are we pointing them to our problems? Mm-hmm. And just making sure that everything we do is done well and in order and is glorifying the Lord and that we don't grow weary in doing good, mm-hmm. even in the times maybe when friendships are hard. Mm-hmm. I think maybe sometimes too, when we're talking about covering an offense, if I could take it inward and maybe even talking about maybe the offense that you feel it's been done Mm -hmm. to you. I think there is absolutely what we're talking about, the covering, maybe maybe what somebody else has done and not exposing that and venting on that. But what about the ways in which we've just been hurt? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that verse could apply even to that of covering the offense because it's real easy to kind of just sit in past things that have hurt you Mm -hmm. and rehash them, maybe to someone else, maybe just even in your own mind. And and we're good at this. Why do we want to sit in it? I don't know. But we do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's teener popping those thoughts. Yes. Yeah. You know, like and reminding ourselves like, okay, what I'm thinking about right now, is this actually true? Mm-hmm. Is this praiseworthy? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you're gonna realize no, that is not praiseworthy. That's just trying to dredge up the the gunk and the hurt. And but when those times do come, we have a choice of where we are maybe sitting in our hurt that we can then bring it back to the Lord. And instead of just sitting and thinking, we hand it back over and we lay it at his feet and we leave it there. The leaving, it's hard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So many times I feel like I hand something over to the Lord. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I gave it to you. And yet I'm still keep a hand on it. I'm like, I'll just keep my hand here, you know, for safety. Like, just in, just <laughs> just in case you know. if you need me to pick it just back up, case. Lord. <laughs> of emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> the emergency sitting in the pain. In the vein of forgiveness and even what it looks like to confess our sins, of course, to the Lord. The verse in James 5.16 always hits me where it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power in its working. And often that's one of those verses that we kind of like that last sentence, the prayer of a righteous person has great power in its working. We want to like, let's focus on the power of prayer and all of that, which is absolutely true, that we can neglect a little bit the very first part of that sentence that says to confess our sins one to another. Mm -hmm. And that takes some humility Mm -hmm. to come to someone and say, man, maybe I have wronged you and confessing that part. But I think there's even a broader context of having that tight circle of friends, maybe that those trusted people that you go to and say, I am struggling in this, confessing a sin that might not have anything to do with that person, but it does bear and show you (laughs) the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when we want to talk about being authentic and real, I think that's more biblical authenticity Mm -hmm. to be able to come to a person, like it's saying here in James, and confess the sin that we're struggling with. And I'm going to go ahead and say, call it sin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we like to say, oh, this is just an issue I have. And we can kind of take out the potency of like, no, actually, this is a sin that I am committing that I need to confess. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, oh. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I would just say, man, that is is one of those things that is it's so much easier said than done, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't think we do that enough. But I will say there's so much freedom in having those sins just out there that you're not the only one that you can have some accountability that so that it's out in the light, you know, mm-hmm. that the, there's yeah. nothing hidden. So, yeah, again, I think that it's important to find that trusted group of people that you can bring those things to. Mm-hmm. And man, that pride, that'll get you every single time. But you're totally right. A lot of these issues that we're talking about are really rooted at, at at the pride level. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just that humility piece is huge. So anything we can do to fight against that, I think, yeah. is a win. It, to confess a sin mm-hmm. to someone, it, it, it means that you're going to come to that person and maybe they, in our minds, we want other people to think, and this is broad. This could be friends. This could be kids. This could be your spouse. It could be you want them to think that you got it dialed. Like, I'm doing good. Everything's fine. And when you come to someone and say, oh, actually, I am really struggling with this, then that, yes, it's a very humbling thing because mm-hmm. you're you're coming forward. Also, like when you were saying you bring it out into the light, once you say it out loud, it, it gets a little like, oh, well, I can't really pretend that isn't a thing mm-hmm. anymore. I have just come out and say, and I will say, I know we're talking about just generally with relationships and friends in general, but I will say parents with your kids. Mm-hmm. 
tell your kids when you've messed up, you know? Mm -hmm. I I think that's a really big deal to model forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. confessing, you know, something that's been wronged in that. So I think that's good too. In a separate part of James in chapter four, verse 10, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Mm -hmm. You know, it boils back down to that humility part. It's hard Mm -hmm. sometimes to take a big old bite of that humble pie. And yet the minute that you do, it really does. That kind of like starts that ball rolling for the Lord. Like, cause then the Lord goes, okay, you're in a place like let's let's work on this area and how to do that and then depending on if it's you know if you have confessed it to someone and to be able they then are alongside of you too mm-hmm. you know if you can get the pride part out and sometimes i feel like we don't necessarily call it a pride mm-hmm. you know like we just we're just it's our little thing and we're keeping it hidden that different part but i like how you said bringing it out in the light yep it's okay <laughs> It's in the spotlight. Let's go. <laughs> well, also in James, and then I think again in First Peter, it says God resists the proud mm-hmm. and gives grace to the humble. So mm-hmm. I think we it would do us well to remember that there's grace there when we can humble ourselves. And that is such a good, it's like a weight has been released, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's a real good motivation to just work on that humility because mm-hmm. the Lord will honor that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about this. We, we always joke. Okay, podcast listeners, that whenever we think we're going in a certain direction in the podcast, it's guaranteed every time <laughs> mm-hmm. something comes in, I'm like, I did not know it was going to go that direction. And I have to say, this is a, one of those because I, I, after, you know, just talking about this and looking at some of these scriptures, you start to realize that pride, pride, pride. How much of a just a mountain is pride? when it comes to our relationships, either not forgiving someone, mm-hmm. our inability to be reconciled to someone, letting past hurts go, mm-hmm. they, it, you just kind of keep coming back to it. You, you go ahead and do a little word search on pride and how many times that comes up in scripture. And pride is over and over and over. Proverbs sixteen five says, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Okay, could I have just pulled out the most brutal verse on pride? But an abomination is a really strong word. Mm-hmm. And we try to make pride sound like, I don't know, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. It's a giant deal. Mm-hmm. It's a giant deal. And something that we daily have to fight, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Pride is one of those things that I think, especially for the world, that is seen as a good asset to have in Mm -hmm. life, right? Like you deserve this, you're the best, you need to let everyone know that you're the best. It kind of creates this like standard where people are always trying to outdo each other instead of having that humble approach where you're coming alongside of people and trying to raise them up Mm -hmm. into a place of honor. It kind of comes back to where Brooke was first talking about in James, you know, like not trying to link yourself only with those that are, you know, mm-hmm. the high and mighty and the wealthy and those different things. It's It takes that humble approach to come alongside and just go, okay, I love your dad. He always gives the great example of like when we're doing things, if someone's treating you like a servant, then you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so those are those times where if we took on a heart of humility and just looking to serve those around us, both in our friendships, as well as just people around us, it changes it of how we go on with life. And we have that perfect example of Christ coming, laying aside all of the different parts, even, you know, taking off his outer garments and those things to wash the disciples' feet. 
that's hugely humbling. What if one of the, I don't want to pick out a disciple, you know, and say like, well, what if it was, you know, so-and-so that did it? But what if one of those disciples, what if they had been the one to do that? It might not have stuck as much because the guys all knew each other, you know, but to see their teacher, their rabbi, their, their follower, like they're like, to see him set aside that and come and wash their feet, that's a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't even come close to that. And so if we could take on that approach with our friendships and with just people, it would be in a much sweeter, sweeter spot. And, and we danced around the verse in Romans earlier. I think it might be Romans twelve ten, where it actually says, outdo one mm-hmm. another in showing honor. Mm-hmm. And I love that because in our house, everything has to be a competition, apparently, for three boys. I don't really care. I'm good with losing all the games. I don't really care. But it's everything's a competition in our house. And I love the idea of how do you turn a competition into, man, how how special can you make that person feel mm-hmm. in your life? Hold on to your hat if you actually pray for who the Lord might put on your heart to do that for. Mm-hmm. If you you pray about, Lord, who who do I need to bless today? Who do I need to show honor to? And see who he brings to mind. Mm-hmm. It might be interesting to see what, who the Lord would bring to mind and then how the Lord might use that to really encourage them. At the end of the day, it's always going to be about us taking a step down and putting somebody else up, mm-hmm. furthering somebody else. It's such a great picture and this humility behind it. It's really a sustaining quality in every relationship we'll ever have. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit here, gals. What do we do when a friend becomes an enemy? Oh, goodness. Ooh. It's brutal. Or maybe it wasn't a friend to start with. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody that is just an enemy. I read the passage, the first part, we focused on something later, but in Romans 12, where it said, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. But then as you continue to read that, it says, do not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. But there's there's some words here about what to do with our enemies. He tells us, he says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, mm-hmm. give him something to drink. So the treatment of our enemies. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Once again, it comes down to love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't say, you know, that we just love the people that we want to love. It actually, it's we're to love our enemies, we're to love our neighbors, we're to love one another. And um, without love, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think there's something to be said for loving at a distance in certain situations. Oh, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's completely appropriate. First Corinthians 1533 talks about don't be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Mm-hmm. So if you have friends, quote unquote, friends who have bad morals or who have bad character, it's probably time to get some new friends. <laughs> hey, that's a great perspective. Yeah. Loving your enemies does not mean, like you said, that you're best friends with everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But I think it's so important not to drop the love part of that. But a lot of that has to do with what's going on in your own heart, which we've Mm -hmm. talked plenty about already. (laughs) But yeah, I would just say I would just say that that be really prayerful about the level that you are interacting with Mm -hmm. those people who may have become your enemies. If you're saying, well, I'm being loving, so I'm going to go and force myself into this situation like that's not that's really probably not the loving thing. Yeah. So just be prayerful about that and ask the Lord for discernment and wisdom. And yeah. Well, and you guys can correct me and tell me if you think I'm 
out there on this, but I even think you, you, cause you can say, well, I'm just not going to go hang out with those folks. But today, sometimes what hanging out with those folks means mm-hmm. is following them, mm-hmm. seeing them on Instagram, mm-hmm. seeing them on Facebook, some oh, kind of yeah. social media. And in kind of today, that's kind of sort of how you're still hanging out. It can be a tricky thing because maybe there's been some things there that you really do not need to be a part of. And I, I've had that with like certain, even Bible teachers that I have followed in the past mm-hmm. that I know I'm not calling them my enemy, but it's sort of like, there's just some not good teaching going on. There's things that I just don't think I need to see. Mm-hmm. And at one time I would justify it and say, well, I just need to see what's going on and all of that. But I think at the end of the day, that was just me. It was just, I needed to just cut it off. Yep. Like you said, it doesn't take away the fact that we should be loving and that Mm -hmm. we should be praying for those that maybe that we're not linked with Mm -hmm. anymore. Absolutely. In fact, that's probably the most important part. Right. But we might not need to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. You might not need to follow them Mm -hmm. anymore. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It's so funny in this day and age how social media is such a big piece of I know. But I think that's totally true. And as petty as it might sound, sometimes you just have to unfollow somebody and Ugh. It hurts, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree that that hanging out, associating yourself mm-hmm. with people, sometimes if someone sees you're following somebody, that's like mm-hmm. association, you know, and bad company ruins good morals. So it's, I yeah. don't know, it's just an interesting take on what we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. I think a part of it, it's guarding your heart, mm-hmm. right? Like are Absolutely. these things, like if you're constantly reminding yourself of seeing their posts or, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's their blogs that you follow or, you know, those different things. If it's a more distance thing, is that guarding your heart Mm -hmm. or is it going to be something that kind of brings you back down into a place where the Lord isn't asking you to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and maybe even like kind of feeding those maybe seeds of bitterness Mm -hmm. or past hurts like we talked about before. It's bringing you back to a place where you just kind of sit in the muck a little bit and, Mm -hmm. and instead of just taking a step back, And then it is a little bit easier, quite honestly, from experience, to love, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. actually just pray for them because you're not really thinking about all the, you know, the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. You're just praying for them as a fellow sister in Christ and moving on with that and letting Mm -hmm. the Lord take the reins on that. Mm -hmm. I love just the idea of praying Mm -hmm. for like, you know, the praying for our enemies, praying Mm -hmm. for friendships, praying bringing the Lord back into it every time because we're never going to be able to do things without the love of Christ. We've got to be, we have to be in communion with him. We have to be in his word. His word's going to be correcting us. It's going to be fleshing out those, the junk that's already getting in our hearts. But the reminder to actually be praying for them is just such a good place because one, you're getting to bless them by praying for them, but also it's correcting your own heart. Yes. It's allowing the Lord to do the work in your heart Mm -hmm. in that place when you're praying for someone else. Yeah, we see Paul doing that all the time, right? In his Mm -hmm. letters, how he's, hey, I I remember you often in my prayers. I'm praying for you guys. You know, as he's writing these letters to all these different churches, I think that's a really good example for us of how we can encourage our friendships even too, Mm -hmm. just by praying for them. We'll start to wrap up here a little bit, but I think that so much of what we continue to keep coming back to is the things that's going on in your own heart and in your own walk with the Lord. So gals, if you are struggling in relationships and you feel like you are just up against a wall, you feel like there's contention, I'm going to first just ask the real pointed question on where are you with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Because that's really where we have to start. It's not a legalistic weird trip. 
when was the last time you read your Bible? When was the last time you set aside some time and just prayed? When is the last time that you just asked the Lord for the person that you should be honoring? If I were to ask all of us to just kind of think real quick, like if we were to come up with an enemy, like what is the first picture in mm-hmm. your brain? And then would we take that step of then praying for that person, mm-hmm. writing it on a a note even and being really mindful about I'm going to pray for this person. Because the great thing that happens, and we've all experienced this, I think, is it's a change in your own heart. We may never know what goes on in their heart, but we're going to know what happens in ours. But it always, always, always starts with us. And we're so just as a society and even gals, the whole victim mentality of like, it's, this is somebody else's fault. This has been done to me. Mm. We kind of just need to chuck that. We need to just set that aside. There, I don't know what is to be gained <laughs> by thinking about all the ways that we've been harmed or how we're the victim. Coming back to really what the Lord's mind is mm. on the person, on the situation, and truly what the Lord's mind is for us. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, He loves us so, so much. Mm-hmm. So whether we're in immense pain over a relationship that has gone bad or um, somebody that we once trusted that we just, it's not there anymore, man, the Lord is so kind and so loving to us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've i been reading lately just a, just a different bunch of different verses, just reminding us of how specific and how just minute even the Lord is in his care for us. Mm. I mean, it's so detailed. Mm-hmm. He knows every hair on our heads, the gray hairs, the ones that have fallen out. I mean, all of them. Mm-hmm. He knows all. I mean, think about that. That's ridiculous. And that is what the creator of the universe has chosen to know about us. Mm-hmm. So if he's got that down, he knows exactly how we tick. And he knows all of those things and how good and how gracious and how kind he is for us to be able to come to him with that vulnerability and authenticity, mm-hmm. if you want that to be. And But let him correct and change our hearts. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, too, one of my favorite verses is in Psalms, the Lord is good. He is ready to forgive. He is plenteous in mercy to all who call upon him. So if there's something that we've talked about today that maybe the Lord's convicting your heart on, whether it be with gossip or pride or confessing your sin, like just remember the Lord is ready and waiting to forgive you. You just have to call upon him and he is faithful to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope when you hear Brooke's words right there. I hope that makes you smile because mm-hmm. it makes me smile mm-hmm. <laughs> because there are so many things that I have failed people. Mm-hmm. I have let people down. I have hurt people. And yes, w- those things have happened to us as well. And each and every single one of those situations, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us our sins yes. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that is reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's just that reminder, like we, the three of us don't sit here going, well, we've perfected all of our (laughs) friendships. And if anything, I'm sure the three of us could sit and go, yep, there's some relationships that we need to put some more prayer into. And there's, you know, like we're still asking for the Lord's redemption in different places. And so, but it's, we're going to continue to face those throughout our life here on earth. It's just, we're people, peopling, but we have a choice to bring Christ into each of those relationships. Mm-hmm. 
I could not end it on any better note than that. So, well, thank you guys for doing this. It's just going to have to be a thing. So I hope podcast audience, you guys can let us know where you want us to go next on Friendship 3.0. I don't Mm. don't know, but (laughs) 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 these ones come back to how, you know, it's friendships, but it's Mm -hmm. also just us as individuals. Peopling. It's peopling. People, peopling. People, peopling. So true. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of AV Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at apcreek.com.